Welcome to Hit The Real, the podcast where we talk about the entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, um, and actually this week joined live and in person uh, by my co-host and friend, Jesse. How you doing, Jesse? I'm good, man. I'm sitting here in your apartment, live and in person, and I get to stare deep into your eyes <laughs> as we record for a change, so I'm, I'm good. Yeah, which is actually kind of weird. I feel like now we're, there's going to be less awkward silences that I have to edit out because we'll actually be able to see each other and yeah. the interactions we have opposed to before where it's all digital and we don't know what's going on. Imagine that. Yeah, crazy. Um, but so this week, uh, what we're going to be talking about, I actually called an audible on Jesse. Uh, we actually had something else planned uh, for this week. Um, I was going to talk about uh, animated, animated anthology uh, movies and, well... Through the week, I kind of realized I had a through line with all of the media I'd consumed and decided that I wanted to talk about something completely different. So Jesse's going to be so kind and bear with me on this as I talk about uh, some nostalgic field shows and movies that I recently watched. You Peyton Manning me. Pretty good <laughs> on that one. Fair. Um, so yeah, this week, uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to talk about this week I'm going to talk about um, Space Jam Legacy, the movie that recently came out on HBO and in theaters. Snake Eyes, a G.I. Joe story um, that also came out in theaters. And then uh, we're going to wrap up with um, Masters of the Universe Revelations. Um, just to kind of fill out the entire thing. So the first part, I'm going to kind of tell Jesse a little bit about it, uh, give a little bit of a review of it, a uh, spoiler-free version, and then... Halfway through the episode, we're going to switch over to spoiler version, because I know you, Jesse, have been so badly wanting to see all three of these that you're going to be devastated that I spoil them for you, right? Got tears in my eyes already, but I can man up and power through. Perfect. All right. So uh, on that, let's start off with uh, the first thing I consumed, which was uh, Space Jam Legacy. And I can tell you, uh, if we're going to give it an arbitrary rating uh for viewing ship because I, I, I realize we don't have anything like that we'll just say uh out of five reels it's uh a three so i mean that's better than i thought it would be based <laughs> off of how you phrase this episode to me so fair i it, i mean it's not um i have to give it credit where it's due i feel like this did a better job compared to the original space jam in kind of giving the Looney Tunes more of their actual characters and like kind of what they would do as if they were Looney Tunes than the original did. Um, the original kind of just was like, they're Looney Tunes and we're just going to throw them into doing Looney things and no matter rhyme or reason of who's doing what type stuff. Uh, so not to say that that's bad on the original. I mean, it's still funny that uh, I think it's Elmer Fudd and Sam, uh, Yosemite Sam do the whole like, uh, what is it, Pulp Fiction thing where they're shooting the guy's teeth out? Like, that's mm -hmm. so funny. I, mm -hmm. Even though I feel like those two wouldn't be the ones that would do that type of bit, even though they're the two characters that do use guns, so it's it's whatever. Um, so I'm not going to see Tweety Bird attached to an iron lung in this one. <laughs> uh, no, in fact, uh, you don't see Tweety Bird attached to an iron lung in this one, which I think is an, even a dated joke at that time that I had, to, I think I had to ask my parents what that was and have it get explained to me. Or it was another form of media that I'd seen it in and that's where I was like, what is that? And they had to explain that to me. So, But um, I feel like this movie, a spoiler-free review, like I was saying, is 
it, it has a little bit more heart to it than I feel like the original did. Um, I feel that it does have a better job with the actors interacting with the, the, the this animated universe. Um, obviously, technology is advanced. Um, I feel like the kind of the 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 bad guy isn't as good as the original in this one. Well, it's Danny DeVito. I mean, <laughs> how are you going to top Danny DeVito? <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Danny, yeah, Danny DeVito is in the original is really good. Um, the 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 goon squad, the the bad basketball squad. I feel is less developed than the, uh, the, the the little aliens were. The Monstars. The Monstars. Uh, and the, like I said before, the Looney Tunes, I feel like, have a little bit more of their originality in them, what they would actually see them doing. So, I mean, out of all, it's not terrible. It, out of the movies that I watched this week, I actually probably, or uh, the two movies, this one and then the, the G.I. Joe one, I probably watched, if I was forced at gunpoint to watch one of them i'd probably watch legacy again because there's at least some fun uh, cameo stuff that's been really blowing up on the internet with um the basketball scene where they're actually playing there's if you look in the background there's like just a bunch of warner brothers properties like old um even like old cartoons like hanna-barbera type-esque stuff um and then there's like pennywise and the white king and then like clockwork orange which is a really weird cameo in a kid's movie. In a kid's movie. We couldn't have Pepe Le Pew because he's, you know, a, a, a sexual criminal um, in his original stuff. But we could have Clockwork Orange in the background. I guess if you can't have kids learning how to womanize, then they can at least get some classic literature references in. So, Yeah, I, I, I think it's, 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 it's interesting in that. Um, but, yeah, you know, three out of five wouldn't wouldn't scoff at watching it again but also would definitely not go out of my way and would only watch it again if i couldn't find the tv remote or had nothing else to do i'm surprised again that it scored so highly with you boy this is does not bode well at all for snake eyes though so yikes yeah uh and then on the last thing i I feel like lebron from what i know about lebron he seems like more of a kind of a, a nice guy um he's he kind of seems like an okay dude in this he kind of is played weird uh where he's like super really harsh on his his kids quote unquote Mm -hmm. um and that just doesn't he kind of feels awkward in some of his scenes um and there's also some weird cuts that he does it's really early on in the movie so i'm going to spoil like a small little scene but uh his two kids are out playing basketball because he you know he's wealthy and has his own basketball court sure yeah and uh, the two kids are playing. His older son is out there playing basketball. His son is playing on some sort of handheld video game device. It's a game that he designed and invented. Um, that LeBron? No, no, the, 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 the son. Like the oh. son who's like, I don't know, like te- preteen maybe? So he's wicked smart. Wait, yeah, assume, he understands how to new, do a bunch of other things. And I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll get into more of that on the spoil side. But uh, essentially what happens, there's this fancy ball machine. You say ball and it like shoots... A basketball at you and you can catch it and then like so you don't have to go and get new balls is the whole thing and so there's kind of a joke where one of the guy his older son hit gets hit in the head with the ball because he says uh his his younger son says ball and he just gets nailed inside the head and that's funny and then the um mom comes out and's like all right guys i got uh you know spaghetti and meatballs and he's like oh man I, 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 you know here's that and then like ball hits him in the head and the scene should have ended there, but then there's like this weird LeBron line read where he is like, 
it like zooms super far into his face and he's like oh i love spaghetti and meatballs and then that's it cuts that's like the end of the scene so if we're keeping score here Mm -hmm. jordan is also the better father and family man according to the space jam franchise and the better basketball player (laughs) henceforth the goat end of argument (laughs) yeah I would. I don't know that much about basketball. I know. Uh, I know the controversy around LeBron and him, which they actually address like in the credits, him like bouncing around teams, which is interesting. Uh, and I feel like uh, I saw a review and someone said if this was a real movie, LeBron would leave the Toon Squad and join the the Bad Squad if this was really how LeBron acted. But I don't understand that joke really because I don't understand basketball. Well, I'm glad things can still be lost on you in the sporting world. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, three out of five reels. If you want to watch, if you have HBO Max, I mean, and want to watch something kind of in the background, put it on. It's not terrible. It's got some funny jokes. The Looney Tunes are pretty great in it. Um, Which is amazing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how often do you even see the Looney Tunes anymore? Yeah, they have their own. I know they have their own stuff on HBO. They have a few new shows that they're putting out, but it's true. They're not as prevalent, I feel like, as they were when we were kids. So Mm, not at all. I remember the Looney Tunes specific park in Six Flags Elitch Gardens back in the day. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about that one. Whole thing. (laughs) The old guy dancing in the background. Mm -hmm. The music. Wow. So, uh, continuing on this blast of the past as we're going, um, my girlfriend and I actually went and saw Snake Eyes. I'm going to check the name real quick to make sure I'm saying it right. Yeah, so it's just Snake Eyes, the movie, but it's it's the newest G.I. Joe insert for their movie franchise that I thought was dead after those two other G.I. Joe movies that were terrible. Um, This is an origin story, uh, origin story for... Uh, Snake Eyes, the cool-looking um, ninja character that doesn't talk and wears an all-black suit. Um, and in this movie, he talks uh, and doesn't wear his all-black suit all the time. Well, it's, you know, Henry Golden. I mean, he's a beautiful man. You can't just have him not talk or be shown off his showing off his beautiful mug, you know? Come on. It's true. I, it, this is, uh, I feel like this is very similar to kind of a conversation we had about the Dread series. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a famous actor like this, you, you're paying for that guy, and you want to see his face. So, of course, we aren't going to do that. And it is an origin story, so I understand Snake Eyes didn't always wear the the black hood all the time, face form mask type stuff. Um, but starting off this one, I'm probably going to say this is probably a two reels out of five. Uh, a whole reel below Space Jam <laughs> yeah. with LeBron James. Yes, in this arbitrary uh, rating system that we've just now brought forward as a thing. Um, and definitely will be kept going forward. Uh, it is not as good it, it's it's kind of there's uh we were watching it and me and my girlfriend both kind of at points were like is this movie done yet why why is, why is this going on like return of the king-esque like oh my god how many endings does this have or a bad movie in terms of i just want to kill myself because this is still going yeah it was it was it, there was parts um there's I, I i say this i tell people about i i went and saw a one-act play once um for somebody in college and I remember sitting in the audience and this one act play was just going on and on. And it, the, at one point, one of the characters brought out a gun and was threatening to shoot themselves or the other person in the scene with them. And it took every fiber of my being not to shout out, 
Jesus, if you're not going to shoot him, at least shoot the audience so we can be put out of our misery. And that's kind of what I felt like several times in this movie is like, if you're not, if you're going to stab that guy, at least you could do is stab me so I don't have to continue sitting through this movie. Um, Fun times. Yeah, it was, I, it's, it's, it's semi disappointing because in this cast, you have an all star cast of really great actors. Actually, the real reason that I think my girlfriend really wanted to go see this is because, and I'm going to check his name, Andrew Coy, um, he is uh, in another show we really like, uh, Warrior, on uh, HBO. It was on Cinemax. Um, it's, it's, I, I've, I know I've talked to you, Jesse, about it. I've mentioned it to you. Um, the show itself, The Warrior, is uh, an idea that Bruce Lee had and is now being brought forward. Um, and so he plays, Andrew plays the main character in that show, and we love him. And, he's, and it's really great because it has a lot of martial arts. Uh, there's a lot of fighting. He even, in that show, he pays homage to um, Bruce Lee with some of his movements and some of the stuff he does. It's really great. Uh, this is also a, a really soft plug for you to go watch Warrior. Um, <laughs> Not to be confused with Warrior, the Tom Hardy movie with a ridiculous Nick Nolte in the background. Yes, not that one. No, the <laughs> the one on HBO with... Uh, it's about um, Chinese immigrants and stuff like that during the, the, the turn of the century era and a whole bunch of other things. But that's really good. Go watch that if you want to see fighting martial arts stuff. This movie is horrifically bad with the problem I feel like most Western cinema has with... But martial arts movies have this problem in the West of we cut too much. There's always cutting to make it look like the fighting's really fast and furious and... It cuts and it cuts and it cuts. And we never are able to really gather what's happening in the, the scene. And I feel like I was seeing the cast that they had and was thinking, oh, and I looked at them up and I was like, oh man, a lot of these guys are in a lot of martial arts stuff. They do all these cool things. I bet these fight scenes are going to be amazing. And we westernized it, did a whole bunch of cuts, and there was, it was really hard to tell. So that's like one of the things that really brought it down for me was that I wanted to see these guys do real fighting. I wanted to see long takes of them going through and just messing up bunches of people, you know, like uh, The Raid, which is a really great example type stuff. Uh, those types of long cuts, or even, you know, if you haven't seen that The Raid, uh, Daredevil um, did a really great one where he's going down a hallway, and yeah, there are cuts inside of that that you don't see, but you can tell what's happening in the action. Mm -hmm. um, Jackie Chan actually had a really great statement that he said what he does editing in his movies, what he does is uh, when he goes to punch somebody, and if there is going to be a cut, what he'll do is he'll you go for the punch and then they'll cut it right before the punch or whatever. And then actually he'll take like two or three seconds before that cut would actually before the punch would be met and actually go back a little bit. So what you're seeing is if the person's arm fully extended in one cut and then it would cut to the next one, you would see the end of that full extension, even though you'd already seen the full extension in the previous cut. So your mind can associate what's happening better in a fight scene. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a lot of what happens in that the, the uh, martial arts, uh, Eastern cinema type fighting movies like that, is that they do a better job of editing the fight scenes than we do here. And we just get cut, 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 cut. And you just, you, your mind doesn't understand what's happening. So that's really, I feel like, what brought this down. And then also there's some, other story stuff that's just not really good. Um, in a G.I. Joe movie? Yeah, I know. Shocker. Yeah, surprise, surprise if you've seen the other two that this movie also wasn't super great in the story realm. Um, they throw a lot at you. They are setting up their own cinematic universe, I found out afterwards, with uh, one of the characters they kind of just threw in who um, I'm not going to 
I'm not going to say who it is because I feel like maybe it's just bad scripts for them, but they, they did a terrible job of reading lines and everything. So and the story's convoluted. It's not very good. It's, it's semi-disappointing. Um, my girlfriend did say that she uh, we were talking during the movie because that's how great it was. Um, <laughs> we were uh, She kept making jokes that uh, between uh, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, the two ninjas that are big in... Um, the G.I. Joe franchise, uh, Snake Eyes being the classic black-garbed ninja on the G.I. Joe side, uh, Storm Shadow being the uh, white-clad ninja on the Cobra side. Um, she kept making jokes that they were gonna they were gonna have some sort of um, homosexual relationship because the, uh, they were just so into each other. Um, and I was just like, no, I was two two male characters can be friends without having some sort of sexual undertone, Lindsay, um, and. We made jokes about that for the rest of the movie. And yet, it might have heightened the script slash story a little bit if they had gone that route. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I understand that kind of their, their brothers and stuff. It was just, I don't know, it's... Good times. It, it, it's a good movie to kind of sit back and be like, wow, this is really terrible. I'm going to point out all the ways it's terrible while you're watching it, opposed to, I can turn my brain off like the previous Space Jam movie was. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's that. Uh, and then, uh, like I was saying, kind of like on this weird nostalgic crick, uh, kick, I realized I talked about like uh, Space Jam. The original movie came out because they were like, oh, there was that, um, I think it was a Hanes or a Nike commercial. I can't remember. But there was some sort of commercial with Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan that came out before Space Jam. And they were like, well, let's make this an actual thing. And so mm-hmm. they made that a movie. So that was commercial. And then the G.I. Joe originally was a... Um, action figure uh, you know a guy uh, a young boys classic young boys doll was the idea of a military outfit and stuff and then it slowly evolved into what i think probably more of us are familiar with in our age range was the more goofy over the top uh fancy toys all the different things um commercial because that's what it was it was just all about selling toys mm-hmm. to kids and so this next one was uh Masters of the Universe Revelations, which is, again, just an avenue to sell toys to kids. Yeah. That's what it was. He-Man. He-Man. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. So uh, this newest one came out. It was uh, helmed by Kevin Smith of Clerks fame and Nerdum fame and all over sorts of things. And uh, I watched it. And before I kind of talk a little bit about kind of what's happening with the show itself on the internet, um, I thought it was all right. It wasn't the best uh, animated you know cartoon thing I've ever watched um, it's not going to be something I probably go back to uh, I think of you know on good animated fair I always think about like Avatar the last airbender like how quality that was in the sense of the story it told and what it brought forward and this story kind of just was eh um, I don't have as many issues, I feel like, as a lot of people on the internet did. I actually, uh, after finishing it, I kind of went online to see, because I'd heard rumblings that people weren't happy about the depiction that was happening. And instantly, like, as soon as I typed in, like, He-Man, it, uh, correct, it was Masters of the Universe, Revelations, and then it was just, like, Kevin Smith, crybaby, uh, mad by fans not enjoying his movie, and... Uh, or his his stuff and why why revelations is bad and then i went on rotten tomato and it's got like a 90 something for critic reviews but then the fan reviews are like 30 percent and like i was like well i'm gonna kind of last jedi ask yeah exactly so it was kind of like okay well and then i went and 
took a look at the reviews in the the fan reviews because I was curious and hated myself because I wanted to engage in that toxicity. Um, I took a look at those, and it was a lot of the stuff where people were mad either because um, certain characters weren't as developed as they wanted them to be. Uh, they felt a little betrayed because um, particular characters, and I'm trying to avoid spoilers here, so... Uh, kind of in a general sense, the spoiler uh, spoiler free version is that you know particular characters weren't in there as much as they wanted it to be. Um, they felt like some of the relationships that were brought forward weren't really uh, what they thought they should be um, in specific regards. And this isn't really a spoiler, but um, Talia, uh, the um, He-Man's female friend in the original cartoons, uh, who's the daughter of Man at Arms, she goes on to be an adventurer and has a female friend companion um and it's not defined in the show if they have a um you know a a, romantic a romantic yeah a romantic relationship we know that they hang out together we know that they are friends because they have that engagement and that uh, rapport with each other but we don't know if they're actually in some sort of romantic relationship and i saw a lot of people getting mad that either a they had queer baited um where they were like no they are but then weren't actually or people that were mad that they were putting forward a this relationship that was um between these two character these two female characters and then some people getting mad that they didn't commit either way so every everyone's mad about this relationship no one is happy about what happened it seems like Mm -hmm. you can't be in any camp um so it's I mean, using our arbit- the arbitrary uh, real meter, um, I think it's going to have to be uh, 2.5 out of 5. Also below Space Jam. Also below Space Jam. Again, it's I, I watched it, and it's fun, and it, it, you know, it makes me remember like watching old kids' cartoons. I actually texted my mom and told her she really likes the um, Troll Hunter series on Netflix. Um, I don't know why. And she, she, she told me about it, and I, I've gotten to watching it, so I, I saw that they put out a new one, and so I... I was like, while I was going to find the Masters of the Universe, I texted her and was like, hey, by the way, did you see they put out a new Troll Hunter? And she texted me back and was like, oh my gosh, did you know that they put out a new uh, Mas- or He-Man show? And I was just like, oh yeah, that's why I was watching. And she's like, yeah, you remember we used to watch that all t- uh, together all the time. And I was like, no, I don't actually really remember that. And I was like struggling trying to remember if it was the one that came out in the uh, 2002, I think they rebooted it. And then, or if it was like the old reruns of the original one um, from the eighties and stuff like that. So, I probably the latter. Probably the latter. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I I mean, I'm. I watched it because I wanted to see what was happening. I watched it because I was curious what Kevin Smith was going to put out, and he seen he he is a fan. He enjoys what he does. I feel like he's kind of got some nerd credit in that regard he puts forth interesting work mm-hmm. and watched it and was like okay cool like that's part one i'm curious to see where they go with part two and mm-hmm. the spoiler section will be much more interesting because i'll be able to actually tell you a lot more detail about it without you know i want, I want if people want to go see it and they this is the first time hey you know go see it it's it's not terrible you can find worse ways to spend your time one thing i will say as someone who has not watched the show, did not really follow its production or its lead-in to its release, or has kept an eye on any of the responses from quote-unquote fans, it seems like P. 
people are projecting their own insecurities and phobias onto this show based on what they're interpreting from something that might not really be there. Yeah, I think it's... I feel like this is something where people... And then they get the, you know, social media, everybody has a megaphone, so every opinion is amplified times 100, and here we are. Yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely that in just people are they wanted something they had something in their mind of what this he-man show would be and i'm going to actually point something out if you look at it it's he-man and the masters of the universe is what the title is of the other shows this is masters of the universe revelation so mm-hmm. right there we sh- should have been an indication that this is not the same show this isn't a he-man focused show because mm-hmm. he's not in the title he's not the title character it's the masters of the universe who are all of them i don't actually know how that works um, I don't know that much about He-Man lore. Um, but I feel like a lot of people put what they wanted the show to be in their minds, and if it wasn't exactly that, which it sounds like it was not for a lot of people, they're upset. And now they're blasting on mm-hmm. their platforms. Yeah. Fandom meets entitlement, basically. What's funny is I see Mark Hamill played Skeletor in this, and not really funny, more unfortunate for him, is he's now gone through this twice, because he went through all that with the outcry of how Luke Skywalker was portrayed in The Last Jedi, and has now gone through this a second time with an entirely different fan base, so... He's probably close to just hanging up his hat at this point <laughs> rather than dealing with all this BS all the time. I mean, I hope not. He's a great voice actor um, in his, his own right. I mean... W- I wouldn't blame him anyway. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't blame him either. Uh, fans are the worst, and he's unfortunately put himself in quite a few fandoms between Star Wars, Batman, mm-hmm. now Masters of the Universe. Um, I actually saw... On that note, I actually saw a review uh, from a fan who said that they... He said... He was excited to see that Mark Hamill had been cast in the role, but then was incredibly disappointed that he was too much Joker as Skeletor. And I was just like, um... That's his voice, dude. I was like, that's kind of his voice. Like, I can I can still hear the Joker when I listen to Star Wars, like, you know, the most recent Star Wars. I can hear oh, yeah. that in his voice because I've listened to it so much. And mm-hmm. yeah, Skeletor is also an evil bad guy who also is very famous for laughing who's also very famous for putting together convoluted plans that aren't really the best. I mean, he was going to play a bad guy, and you know what? He did a good job. He is a good voice actor, and Skeletor in this is good. He would be the least of my concerns for any role he was cast in for voice acting. Yeah, there. I mean, I, I feel like on performance side, all of them have really good... They, all the voice actors put in really good performances. There was nobody in there that I was like, wow, this is terrible. Pretty notable cast. You have Lena Headey in this, uh, Game of Thrones fame, Sarah Michelle Gellar, of course. You know, she's, you know, nerd <laughs> fandom galore. Yeah. Is that Kevin Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn Smith, or is that just a coincidence? Uh, I think that is his daughter. Oh, cool. Yeah. Chris Wood, I'm not familiar with, but that's neither. Um, I feel like, and also Tiffany Smith. So, did he have two daughters in here? I think so. It's funny that people are coming at him for that, or for not representing this lore or this, you know, material the way they wanted, but not going after him for nepotism when it's like right there. <laughs> you know, people are weird. Yeah, I don't. It's, I mean, it. 
take a look at it if you like the old cartoons. Uh, I think it's it's still that it's still that feeling of them. I, I, when I watched it, I still got that kind of like oh look, at, and I like I was like oh look at that that uh, weapon they're using. There that used to be a toy I remember seeing. We even mm-hmm. uh, actually earlier today we stopped by uh, Mile High Comics um, here in Denver, and they're you know one of the oldest largest uh, dealers of comics uh, here in the United States, from my understanding. Um, and they had old He-Man toys, and I was like, oh, look, that literally was just in the show I watched. Like, that toy right there. They were using that exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not exactly, because obviously that's a toy and that was CGI. But <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, if you like the old cartoons, give it a watch. It's, I say go in with an open mind. Don't expect, uh, you know, it's going to be exactly like the old cartoons, which I don't understand why people wanted those. They're... They're not super great. They were about selling toys. They mm-hmm. were kind of real simplistic. Not to crap on them. That's what the time was. And sure, you know, it's not groundbreaking. It was. It was designed to sell toys to kids. That's what these were for. So, and if you don't like it, maybe go rewatch one of the ones you do enjoy, or you know, just move on to one of the many other series available to you on Netflix and other streaming platforms. Exactly. Um, so leave kevin smith alone he's one of the good ones yeah right uh (laughs) so i think from this point we're gonna get into spoiler uh versions kind of review so i'm gonna talk a little bit more in depth um spoil things if you want to see these uh movies or whatever um this would probably be the time to sign off um go watch it and then come back if you don't care for the other two or something like that watch the one or watch all three or don't watch any and just keep listening. It's your choice. So, um, yeah. You ready for some spoilers, Jesse? Oh, I am ready and chomping at the bit. Perfect. So, we're going to start off. We're going to go back to uh, Space Jam Legacy. Uh, so, the kind of the... I'm going to go this, back. This was your favorite of the three. This was so. my favorite of the three, exactly. And i got to explain <laughs> why. Uh, so, I... Probably surprised to no one that listens. I enjoy animation. I enjoy... I enjoy the cartoons. I really love Looney Tunes and kind of all their forms, you know, going as far back as the originals. And I mean, uh, the whole, the barbershop scene is hilarious. It still just gets me to this day, the whole, the situation, the, you know, kill the rabbit, kill the rabbit, that type. That's still good stuff. And there's so many of those things, duck season, rabbit season. It's classic. It's good. It's still, you know, it just tickles a certain funny bone that I have. Um, and he, you see a, a, a reference every now and then. Brooklyn Nine Nine, Peralta asking Holt when he's going to the opera. Oh, is it the one Bugs Bunny sings? <laughs> exactly, so it happens. Yeah, so. it happens. And so you know, it's it's ingrained kind of in our culture, uh, our pop culture world. Um, and some of the other stuff they put out more recently. I think um, the Looney Tunes show um, that came out a while back uh, did a really good job of. And, I, and I'm framing this in such a way because it kind of explains a little bit later. Um, the introduction of Lola Bunny was a big thing. Um, and in the original Space Jam, she was pretty much a sex icon because a million uh, furries were born, I think is what I heard somebody say once when they were talking about reviewing it, when she like bends over or something like that. And they're like, boom! The shows and movies we grew up with are responsible for all kinds of weird fetishes with our generation. So I buy that 100%. Yep, I mean it's it's a thing, and so in the original Space Jam, she was just she was a hot basketball bunny. That was like her whole thing was to be a hot basketball bunny for bugs to smooch on and eye candy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and weirdly, you know, the internet continued to 
enjoy her for their very and no judgment not gonna kink shame you or anything else like that um if that's you know if that's your yuck i'm not gonna i'm not gonna yum it but you know it's it's your thing um (laughs) so in one of the other shows uh the looney tune show that came out a while back uh which was a little bit different than their classic traditional you know bugs bunny wrong turn at albuquerque uh rabbit season duck season thing it was more suburban uh bugs was living in a house with daffy they had kind of like normal hijinks quote unquote there's like an uh, in the same episode that lola gets introduced as a character uh in the show they go to like a country club and the whole thing is that daffy is actually finds somebody's membership number that isn't his and he keeps like saying put it on my membership card or my membership number um but bugs meets lola and she actually has a personality in the show mm-hmm. she isn't just sexy basketball bunny that's not her thing she's actually like very different um she doesn't have the same body shape (laughs) so to quote the cool kids we're a little more woke here than we were with space jam i I, so yeah in the looney tunes show yeah they were a little bit more woke um and they gave her like an actual personality it was uh crazy uh psychopathic almost i think she is like consistently talking like they go on a date with her because bugs is bugs and he find he's like oh attractive bunny girl i must go with the attractive bunny girl and she's crazy she's actually like uh answers her phone on the date and talks about like how she's on oh i'm i'm just on a date with this guy and oh now he's looking at me oh now he's looking away mm-hmm. oh now he's looking back at me now he's looking at this thing okay and she's like okay bye and hangs up and he goes like oh who was that and she goes oh wrong number and she's kind of crazy and weird and quirky and so it's this whole thing and so she actually develops a character they start dating and she has a personality Mm -hmm. and then we go to space jam legacy and we're back to well not sexy bunny because the entire internet cried over her new uh her new model and stuff because they were like she's not as hot as she was and the internet got very mad about that um which is weird i mean you can still watch the first movie you if can that's still, what you prefer. I'm pretty sure there are places on the internet that will definitely support you still enjoying sexy Lola Bunny. It's probably not that hard to find. No. There's no reason that you need to have this bunny be that sexy bunny. Mm-hmm. I understand characters kind of change sometimes and they don't always get the, you know, people don't enjoy it, but whatever. Uh, my issue isn't with that. My issue is, is that they kind of made her just sports bunny in this and that's kind of it she wants to be a little independent that's cool it's just she's uh she's a part of the she's we first see her she's hanging out with wonder woman um and i'll i'll get to that i know that question look i'll get back to that this is, this is just kind of setting up the lola character Whoa, this is, first you have to clarify which wonder woman uh, there are many uh, it's it, well it's the comic it's comic-y in the scene that they're in it, i'm guessing it it's kind of a blend of is this Susan Eisenberg's JLU Wonder Woman? No, this is, I think it's much more uh, uh, um, Gal Gadot uh, oh, Wonder course. Woman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the most famous one right now. Uh, so it's kind of that one. Um, she's training to become an Amazon. Um, Bugs and LeBron show up. They, they mess it up for her, and so she can't become an Amazon. And she's like, no, I don't want to help you. And then like LeBron goes, my kids are in danger. And that's the plot here is lebron's children oh, are in danger i mean the whole world's in danger we'll get to that i just 
I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place with this, but I just really want to talk about Lola for that because it's a really big part of I feel like this movie is that people got really mad about, and then also like I feel I feel like she didn't get she she kind of got done dirty where they've given her personality and given her her own experience in all this other media and in this media they just did the same thing they did before they just removed the sexy part of her mm-hmm. and just made her basketball bunny mm-hmm. and that's it and it's just kind of like well you could have given her like more of a personality she's just good at basketball that's her thing on the one hand i can see that that's disappointing on the other my expectations for this especially for the screenplay or character arcs in particular we're not especially high, so I can't say I'm surprised by any of that. Yeah, I like I said, it's it's a pretty low bar. Um, yeah, and but they still went under it, and they still went under it. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll kind of do a brief rundown of the movie. So essentially, what happens is after that really long Lola explanation, which some of this will make sense here in a second. Um, so essentially, we learn that there's this um, algorithm that wants to that that Warner Brothers has put together that puts out all like pumps out all the popular media that Warner Brothers the company is doing and so he wants to get bigger and he wants to get recognized and so his way of getting recognized is to uh, pull in LeBron James the the king I think is one one of his basketball nomenclature titles I don't know mm-hmm. they refer to him in that a few times um, King James King James okay mm-hmm. uh, that's a thing didn't know that it is a thing all right um, so they, he talks about pulling him in and wanting to bring him in. And so he like shoots off an email to LeBron to be like, hey, show up to Warner Brothers. We've got this big thing we want to talk to you about. And then we like see LeBron uh, kind of with his kids. And I talked a little bit about it before where his two boys are hanging out playing basketball. But LeBron is kind of really on the uh, dom, his youngest son, the one that built the video game I referred to earlier, about like not messing with that stuff because he was told when he was a kid that he needed to focus on basketball because he was really good and so he's like no you need to focus on basketball um again point for jordan fatherhood yeah i look at that and it's just like i i feel i'm like dude like i understand that you at and i understand lebron in the movie is set up to kind of show that he came from nothing Mm -hmm. um i think that's true to real life is that he didn't have wasn't part of an affluent family um, which is, you know, uh, it shows that growth as a person that, you know, he started for nothing and went, he became something great and wonderful. Um, in the movie, his coach tells him like his, one of his friends is like, Oh, I got the new game boy. Here's the old game boy. And he hands him an old, uh, Bugs Bunny, uh, game in his game boy and he's playing it. And his coach like says, no, nah, you can't do that. You got to focus on basketball. And so he focuses on basketball and becomes, you know, LeBron James and cool mm-hmm. um but then he's telling his kids that and i'm just like but lebron you like your coach was telling you that because you were so talented at this specific thing mm-hmm. and he was encouraging you to be strong in that specific thing and y- your kid is th- doesn't have to do basketball he doesn't have to do basketball he you have so much support for him so it just kind of is like why is lebron talking like this why is lebron acting like this i don't believe it um, he does have his son, Bronny James, who is a well-hyped high school basketball player. So there's some I, real life. Yeah, I, I understand. And I'm bad. And you know, don't get me wrong. I understand. It's the same thing. Um, what John Elway's son uh, here in Colorado, he went to Cherry Creek High School, I think. And he was the quarterback or like was on their football team, I remember. 
Um, Attended ASU. Yeah, it's, I, I'm not saying that. That clearly, you know, if your father is into something, he's gonna encourage you. I mean, surprise! My dad liked comic books and nerdy stuff, mm-hmm. and I like comic books and nerdy stuff. It's not you know it's a weird message in the year 2021 especially in a kids movie and i'm also pissed at lebron here a little bit because (laughs) here you have a son who obviously is good at video game development and we have not had a good nba basketball (laughs) video game in such a long time dude your kid could do this for us come on lebron you selfish son of a bitch (laughs) so yeah, LeBron just kind of is crapping on him. Uh, not really. He's, he's a well-meaning dad kind of negging him. But um, he sees the game he's eventually working on. And the, I'm kind of confused by this. It's not very... It's like he's developing this game, but it's a game that's released, but it's also not released. It's a game that... Or I don't know. It's kind of weird. I'm not entirely sure on that. Um, but essentially, he shows uh, Dom, his son, shows LeBron the game he's working on. And LeBron's like, oh, this is, oh, you're playing, oh, it's a basketball game? And, like, it's, oh, he's okay. like, oh, I understand this now. And it's, like, it feels like a really, like, old, like, sitcom dad type thing to do. It's just, like, oh, I don't understand what you new kids like. And then it's just, like, oh. I guess I just put my own foot in my mouth a little bit. Then. Well, no, but that's, like, that's the thing. So that's the thing, though. You say that, but then um, his game is much more where, uh, you know, you're thinking like modern games are trying to be as realistic as possible. I even think our friend uh, uh, Ryan's dad at one point mm-hmm. um, was talking like he's like, "Oh, what game is this?" And then didn't realize that Ryan was actually playing a video game on the TV because mm-hmm. it looks so real. It, it looks so real. Um, this this game is much more like um, uh, Blitz, uh, where it's kind of over the top and goofy and ridiculous. Arcadey, yeah, arcadey. And so like there's like style points and stuff. And then that's when LeBron checks out. He goes, "No, it's about the fundamentals." And he's like, and his his son wants to go to like e e three video game camp, um, but that's also the same time that they're doing like a basketball training camp, and he doesn't know how to tell his dad. Blah 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 blah. They go, yeah, it's yeah, it's just conflict that's rising up. So they go to Warner Brothers. Um, Dom comes along with him. There's another guy who's kind of that. Um, Who's the guy in the original movie? Uh, he was on Seinfeld. Um, oh, Newman. Newman, yeah. Yeah, he's like Michael Jordan's assistant. Yeah, so they... Who can't get anything right. Yeah, but. and so they kind of have that character. It's his cousin, It's his cousin, or maybe his uncle. I can't remember what it was. Um, but he's there, too. Um, so the algorithm, Algy Rhythm, is the, uh, is, is the character's name. Um, he's... He, he like shows them like this is what we're gonna do it's gonna be warner brothers something fancy and we're gonna be able to digitize you and then put you in all these different medias and so it runs through like you know game of thrones and harry potter and the matrix and it runs through all of these like warner brothers property stuff with lebron being inserted into them in a digital format and lebron's like nah i don't want to do that and so Al, uh, the LG Rhythm guy takes it really personally. Um, in the same meeting, uh, his son Dom is just like, oh, I don't want to go to basketball camp. I want to go to, 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 to video game camp. And LeBron's like, no, you can't do that. And so they, the kid runs away. They get sucked into, they get essentially troned uh, into this okay. s- server verse, which is how this all kind of kicks off. Um, and so Dom gets done, it gets done to his son first. Uh, then LeBron shows up, and then essentially the algorithm tells him, like, you're going to play basketball against my guys, or I'm going to 
do bad things because I'm bad. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, that okay, well, that's bad. I need a team then. And he goes, yeah, I'll let you get a team. And so he... Uh, the funny part about yeah. all of this is they released a Space Jam video game for the PlayStation back when the first movie mm-hmm. came out where you could play the Toon Squad against the Monstars and it sucked playing <laughs> as the Toon Squad against the Monstars. Probably what Jordan felt like in real life because you just isolate him <laughs> and the Monstars just fucking crush the rest of the Looney Tunes team. So Interesting. I, I can buy it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, so um, yeah, they're setting up to play a video game, or essentially digital basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron gets sent to uh, Toon World, where uh, it's it's great, it's funny. It does uh, see, and this is the part of the movie where it kind of starts upticking for me because they start doing some like goofy Looney Tune stuff. Admittedly, he gets sent into the server verse, and there's like he's flying through, and there's like um, I think all the different properties they own. It's like. He flies through Westeros type thing, and then he flies through the Matrix, and then he flies through um, Harry Potter world, and he, he's flying past all these like worlds that are like in, represented in this server, um, and then he lands in the Looney Tune one, and he 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 does the classic like falls through the the logo, the Warner Brothers logo from the old cartoons, and then he slams into the ground, and the the dust cloud that comes up is like a basketball that goes through a net, and that's funny. And it's like it's like traditionally animated, and then he it cuts to his uh, his the hole in the ground that you would know from the Looney Tunes stuff, where it's like the, their exact shape, except it isn't a LeBron shape; it's a Nike swoosh, mm-hmm. and that's kind of funny. And then he gets out; he's animated, and then he, it does some like goofy stuff where, um, which is a little weird, is that he's very accepting of the fact that his like legs get shoved into his body, mm-hmm. um, and it's like you. It took Michael Jordan an entire movie to realize that this is the Looney World and he could like stretch out his arm. LeBron yeah. does it like within two seconds. So who's really the better basketball player in that case, Jesse? Come on now. <laughs> I mean, point for LeBron, I guess. But you know, it's weird though because the first movie had that same issue too. Is that the lead up to the big showdown, the basketball game, was kind of mind-numbing mm-hmm. and pointless and you know how does any of this even work and then the game is you know looney tunes fun type stuff and you can at least turn your brain off and kind of enjoy those parts sounds like we kind of have a similar thing going on here yeah it's so <laughs> yeah just remade literally the first movie warts and all mm-hmm. but with a worse father i guess I would say, yeah, he's, he's not a really great father. Um, I mean, and it's kind of an interesting story because it turns out that when Algae Rhythm showed up, he, like, encouraged all the other Looney Tunes to go to different worlds and didn't have to stay in the Toon world. And uh, Bugs is the only one that was left. And so he finds him. And LeBron's like, oh, I want to get, like, Superman and King Kong on our team. And, like, just a bunch of these, like, famous Warner Brothers characters that would absolutely smash at basketball, most likely. Um, literally, literally. Uh, but Bugs wants to get all the Looney, the the Toon Squad back together because mm-hmm. he misses all his friends, and that's adorable. And so they go around and they collect all the different Toon Squads, but, and they're all. But LeBron only plays for super teams, Bugs. So. <laughs> again, there's I, again. I, I we go back to that joke that I was talking about earlier, where someone's like, if this was really it, he would just leave the Toon Squad to join the other team. <laughs> uh, um, so they get all them together, and it's it's some fun stuff. Like there's a. Uh, uh, Daffy and I think it's Daffy and Porky are in uh, the DC world 
Um, and it's kind of like animated, like old Justice, like uh, the Justice League cartoons from when we were kids. Oh, cool. um, which is funny because they're like, they destroy a bunch of things and then the Justice League is mad at like Bat Daffy because he's dressed up like Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Superman, if LeBron was like, hey, I need you to help me uh, beat this guy because he's going to keep my kid mm-hmm. if I don't win, Superman would be like, oh, yeah, we can do that. So that kind of doesn't make sense that they're just like, they get kicked off Warner, uh, the DC world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go around and then like Granny's in the Matrix uh i think speedy gonzalez is also there fun um yeah and then there's uh like uh elmer fudd play is put in for um mini me in uh the austin powers movies because that's the age demographics that's gonna know that reference totally yeah um so they gather up the tune squad again um they're goofy uh lebron keeps being like no fundamentals no goofiness um they then they do basketball and you learn that dom apparently made some sort of technology his son made technology in the real world where he can scan human beings into a device Mm -hmm. like their likeness uh their motions essentially doing mocap with a phone and a little camera attachment so the kid's apparently some sort of rocket scientist because that's crazy probably not that far away from that tech though yeah i mean we aren't but i mean i feel like Tire corporations are pushing towards that technology, mm-hmm. not just some random kid sitting in his basement type sure. thing. Um, so, and then they do the classic basketball thing. They bring a bunch of they uh, they they're going to live stream the events. Uh, Algae Rhythm sucks a bunch of people directly into this the 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 serververse. So there's just now hundreds of thousands of people that got snapped out of existence, essentially, like they do in the Infinity War. A lot of implications there, but we won't get too deep into that. But or, or the uh, South Park thing. Oh, I got sucked into Facebook. Damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so they like uh, they play against the new monsters team. Uh, that's just like based off a bunch of actual um, uh, professional basketball players from both the women's league and the men's league. Um, and so they have like superpowers. Like one's a snake, one's like a, a spider, one's fire and water. Anthony it's, Davis is the brow. The which brow is a joke on his actual unibrow. Yeah, exactly. He's like a giant bird with a giant forehead, Neanderthal-looking thing. Um, again, a joke that I I didn't understand, but was just like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's another character who's like Chrono Time or something, and he's like a basketball player that dribbles really fast. I don't know. Mm-hmm. These are where these references are lost on me. Looney Tunes references and random characters that are in the background where I'm like, hey, that's a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. I can understand that. I, I know that thing. Um, so then they play basketball and it learns that it's, it's Dom's ball, so it's style points, it's not fundamentals, and it just... They, they they turn the Looney Tunes CGI and this is where this is where the Lola Bunny thing really breaks because Lola before was two dimensional animated classic looks fine she turns into nightmare fuel at some points in this movie like some of the looks on her face are horrifying when they're CGI mm-hmm. uh, Bugs makes the transition pretty well Daffy makes the transition pretty well the rest of them not so good it, it's pretty bad in a few cases uh, and then like you know it's the basketball game's interesting. I feel like they do a better bit better of a job kind of making the Looney Tunes play off their Looney Tune ness. Um, you know, uh, Wiley Coyote does a thing that's very specific to Wiley Coyote. He brings a machine in and does something goofy. The Roadrunner does what the Roadrunner does, which is zip around. Taz spins spins the entire court around and makes them dunk on their own side. Like classic Looney Tune stuff. Whereas in the original, they kind of were just 
we're going to do something loony with this character. It doesn't matter really which one. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be something loony uh, in this. So I give him props to actually like spending a little bit more time on that. Um, obviously, LeBron wins. He realizes that his son is a good person. Uh, he's doing good things. Oh, actually, hold on. There's there's a cameo in this. It's not as good as Bill Murray's, I feel like. Sure. But it's still a really good cameo because they slightly reference that they had already done this before. Like no one's actually said that they have, but like mm-hmm. the Looney Tunes keep doing it. And I, so one of them goes, uh, I think it's Sylvester. It might be Sylvester. Goes like, oh, I found, I found Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And so they're all like, what? You found Michael? And even LeBron's like, you found Michael Jordan? Like that's perfect. Like you know, he's gonna be great. All this stuff, right? And so they do this like slow cut and slow mo, and they see his shoes and they and I, they didn't play fly like an eagle, which I feel like they should have done. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity there, but I, mean, I don't know rights for music and stuff like that. Um, but they're doing it, and then it pans up, and then it's Michael B. Jordan, the actor, <laughs> not Michael Jordan. And, solid, solid. Yeah, solid bit. I was like, okay, that's. I was like, at first, and as I was watching, uh, like as it was happening, I was like, I bet it's not actual Michael Jordan because I feel like we would have heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I and I in my head right before it happened, I was like, I bet it's Michael B. Jordan, and this is going to be great, and it was, and so I was pleasantly surprised. Um, but they win, obviously. All the humans get to go back to the real world. Uh, algae rhythm turns out to be a bad surrogate father. Uh, happily ever after. Uh, Bugs sacrifices himself because there's a glitch in the game. He doesn't. It's kind of a really unwarranted death scene. It's just kind of lame because they're not going to kill off Bugs Bunny. And then the tunes come to the real world because reasons. Mm-hmm. And that's the movie. Um, it's not good as I feel like my nostalgic mind remembers the original Space Jam being. I rem- It doesn't hold up. I know that. But there is like pot- parts in this movie where it's just like, wow, Le- LeBron, you're a dick. <laughs> One and I don't think he is. I don't think he is in real life. I think that's something that came up. Probably not, at least not to his kids mm-hmm. in that openly. I mean, who knows? But one thing i did appreciate about the original space jam is when michael jordan is playing his minor league baseball game and all the players are so starstruck that they're literally just kissing his ass even though he's doing terrible even the opposing catcher is trying to get him a good pitch to hit fastball outside swing curveball Low and away. Don't swing. I told you not to swing. <laughs> and then he gets back in the dugout. Good cut, Michael. Good cut. <laughs> you look good when you strike out, man. When I strike out, it looks nasty, man. So I feel like that aspect is obviously impossible to replicate here as well. So who knows? You know, it's just it's trying to get lightning in a bottle a second time mm-hmm. when the first time really isn't what we all remember it was anyway it's maybe more of a spark in a bottle less lightning in a bottle type yeah 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 the god of god of sparkles rather (laughs) than lord of thunder (laughs) um yeah so i mean i still it's still good admittedly maybe because i enjoy the looney tunes aspect of it a lot more than i think other people might um the story is kind of weak but also it's the same story that happened before and that story was weak too in the first one so i mean it's worth a watch if you have HBO. Watch it if it's if you don't borrow HBO from a friend if you really care enough. But if you don't, just wait for it to come to whatever other streaming services it's going to be on. Sure. Um, so yeah. Uh, so we'll go right into Snake Eyes spoiler version. Um, I'm gonna sp- I'm gonna spend less time on this one. Uh, kind of even in the spoiler free version, it it's 
it's I have the same issues. So GI Joe one. Yeah. Channing Tatum. Yes. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Other actors who I don't remember. Yep. Bad movie. Yep. Then they tried again. They brought The Rock in. Yep. Bruce Willis has some cameo where yep. he's shooting a big gun because that's all he's done for the past twenty years. <laughs> and then and they killed and they killed Channing Tatum. Killed Channing Tatum because he was being, I think it was it was right before he got famous if I remember correctly. Yeah, tried to you know had to write him out real quick because he was probably busy doing mm-hmm. projects he cared more about. I'm sure. Uh, also bad. Never saw it. Heard it was bad. I've never had a reason to watch it. But yet here we are again with Snake Eyes. And I just have to ask, why, Michael? Because Hasbro is Hasbro. They mm-hmm. they want to get into this movie world with all of their different entities that they own. And this is one of the ones. I mean, it's it has an already built-in fan base of the people that have the uh the the toys who watch the cartoon who you know who want who like this world uh it lends itself well to action it lends itself well to marketing because again the cartoon the comics the video games all of it was all about round selling merchandise Mm -hmm. so this again is just about getting ready to sell merchandise um that's why money don't, don't get me wrong i'm glad a different character and a different culture you know is getting their time in the sun so yay for that but why are we trying this again when it failed twice already because they thought they had something they, they, they thought they had lightning in a bottle here and they definitely don't it is not good it is there's just the story is kind of eh. it doesn't make sense there's t- like the whole thing is that uh, Snake Eyes, uh, before he, he's Snake Eyes, his, his dad gets killed. He wants to find the murderer. Uh, Again, he, Henry Golden, like charismatic yeah. actor, beautiful he's, man, uh, obviously good to have on your screen. Yeah, so. and, and, and to be clear, I'm not, I don't think anyone in this movie like did bad job acting where I didn't believe what they were doing in the mm-hmm. sense of their acting. There are scenes where they're doing things and I'm like, I don't believe this is happening. Um, but, you know, the story is that he wants to get revenge. He gets involved with the Yakuza. He eventually gets involved with um, who would become... I mean, they both would become Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. But he gets involved with Storm Shadow, who brings him into his fancy ninja clan. Um, he does some sort of trials. We find out that he's actually still working for the Yakuza guy, who's the other guy, uh, who's Storm Shadow's cousin and wants him dead. And there's a magic stone. And then Cobra gets involved. And then, and then G.I. Joe gets involved. And then... Uh, he, he's, 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 the, it's a lie reveal story. Um, and then at the end, Storm Shadow gets kicked out of the clan and he's upset about that. And then we end with Snake Eyes, who did betray the clan, still not getting kicked out of it or joining G.I. Joe. It's really unclear. The rules are flexible. Yeah, it's real flexible. Um, so it's, (laughs) it's not great. There's uh there's so again this is an elite ninja clan that's essentially their entire thing is that they are they've been around for hundreds of thousands of years or whatever and they're all about making sure the world doesn't go to crap in a handbasket they're good guys yeah they're good ninjas they're an elite trained ninja force Mm -hmm. and this guy from the streets who's uh who's uh has no like history or back or he, he he you know his dad took him off the grid when he was young he never got like a real job or an apartment or something apparently um 
just a ring fighter. That's it. He does like, you know, that's it. Backroom brawls. That's all. Uh, within three days of joining this organization is able to ninja better than any other ninja, um, is able to sneak around a facility again, mind you, a facility, a facility with elite trained ninjas. Mm -hmm. And he's just running around the forest and it's really unbelievable that it's like this guy's literally just showed up and he's this good, he's this good at sneaking around. You all are trained to be guards, and you he he literally walks up the stairs at one point to a area. The guard kind of waves him off. He then goes, "Oh, sorry, I didn't know." Just walking around, he walks down the stairs and then proceeds to jump right off the path that the stairs that were leading up to. And the guards are like, "Yeah, that's not suspicious at all." And he goes, like, off to the right side and then, like, kind of comes up and sneaks up on them. And I'm just, like, watching this. I was like, they aren't going to notice him? Like, they're elite trained guards. What What's going on here? Those plot abilities, dude. Yeah. Make him undetectable. And, it's, it's, and then there's also, like, this Infinity Stone thing that Cobra wants uh, that can do, like, blow things up with fire that the... Um, feels like we're ripping off several different movies. Oh yeah, here. it's it's yeah, it's kind of like all over the place. Um, I actually actually while we were watching it, um, I noticed that there's I think there was four writers on this, and it's I and if I read the credits right, there it was somebody wrote the script first, then somebody wrote it again separately, and then two people worked together after that second person to write or to to work on the script. So there was quite a few hands in this pot that's usually a bad sign that's usually a bad sign for a movie um and so and not not to those not to discount what those guys work that they did but after too, a certain point too you, many cooks in yeah the too many cooks in the kitchen type thing you know too many people putting salt and everyone yeah. puts a little pinch of salt in and suddenly that one unified vision mm -hmm. between the writer and writers yeah. writers in case, the, and yeah. director so and like one of the biggest parts is like this uh infinity stone thing has like really unclear powers this guy like blows uh a guy away this the villain blows some guys away with it and then what while they're invading the secret base he blows up a tower of one of the buildings like probably like over 300 feet away from him just blows the crap out of this building the top right off he then later gets his the entire good guy entire good guy squad standing in front of him in a nice little orderly line mm -hmm. he still has this stone mm-hmm and in my mind, I'm going, why doesn't he just use the stone? He literally just blew a building apart. Like, yeah, they're all standing there very nicely. Like, yeah, do that thing again. Blow the crap out of them. Unless that's where they stored all the gasoline for their ninja. Ninjing <laughs> was in the top of that building. Sure. But so it's just, it's just like back and forth. And yeah, it's just, it, it sets itself, it quote unquote sets itself up for a sequel. But it's just not very good. I already talked about how he's kind of disappointed with the uh, martial arts in this movie. I also talked about how. Um, I we went and saw it because of that specifically that one actor is really good. Um, he's great in the again another plug for that the the, the, the warrior. Yeah. Um, so yeah, putting on pretty strongly here. So, <laughs> the whole chosen one joins an elite force storyline or trope doesn't work unless the chosen one kind of sucks when he first gets there and he has to pay his dues and overcome the odds and win the audience. Like the Matrix. Neo, Keanu Reeves, gets the fucking shit kicked out of him for three-fourths of that movie. Until he becomes the one, and then actually can kick a little bit of ass on his own. But that's not until the end. 
And to be clear, Jesse, uh, I think, and maybe I misrepresented this, and this is clear by, I think, uh, he still sucks. He yeah. still gets his ass kicked. Except when he doesn't get his ass kicked, and then he's better than everybody. So not consistent. Yeah, exactly. How capable he yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, and I understand from that description what you just told me, that it's very clear that uh, it's, it is inconsistent. It's hard to, to understand how good he is at something or how bad he is. Because he's so the audience has no idea where to set their expectations then and just kind of feels lost and confused yep. and everything. Pretty much. And you don't even have good fight scenes to go with it. Unfortunate. Yeah, there's, there's, and there's quite a few guys in this that I know do their own, st- like have done their own fight scenes um, that have been really great. I think the Hard Master, which is a joke that they make about like hard on master. Uh, yeah, I know exactly. Uh, <laughs> but um, he he's been in several other things, uh, but like his he is in like two or three scenes, and then they're not very well done. Hmm. Um, at one point, there's. Uh, <laughs> The, the the CGIing in this is not really great. I remember they uh, they get the two guys are in a vehicle and like a bunch of yakuza run up and start stabbing swords into it and it kind of looks like a giant uh, pincushion. Mm-hmm. Um, but at one point uh, he opens the door to get out and like the sword that's in the door you can clearly tell is CGI. Like it's not really there and it's just like wow that's terrible. Like Fun. no one did a second look at that. Cool. All right. Print good to go yeah it sounds like this thing just festered too long on the stove and then when they finally brought it out it was just a soggy turd of a mess yeah but, uh, ugh, too bad for, for these actors but i mean I, I don't think this is gonna hurt many of them i think they all did a good i feel like they all did a good job in this um there's just it's clearly there's some script problems and some oh, directing if, direction problems if you want a charismatic leading man i mean henry golding's your guy he could be the next james bond maybe you never know um but i do feel like hasbro can just stop just just give it up already <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But uh, all right, let's move on uh, to our next commercial thing. Um, we're going to talk about um, the uh, Masters of the Universe uh, revelations. Um, so I'm going to. This is the spoiler part, right? So I'm going to just lay it out there. Uh, I talked about a little bit earlier about how they, how you notice clearly in the title, He Man is not in there. The old cartoon used to be He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. He Man dies in the first episode. Oh. He, he, he gets blown the F up. And this show picks up after the old cartoon, mm-hmm. uh, not the reboot, the old cartoon, um, where uh, it actually comes out that um, Talia finds out that He-Man, uh, Adam and He-Man are the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, right, before, right before he dies, too, to be clear. She, she like... So he's just toast. He's, he, he doesn't come back in like any flashbacks or resurrection. So, hold or on. So he, he he's dead, right? Okay. Dead, dead. Uh, like there's a giant explosion and then there's just dust and just dead. And like in this through also it's like... Uh, it's bold. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bold move, Cotton. Um, <laughs> See how it pans out for him. Yeah, it didn't really. <laughs> um, so... You you know Skeletor gets inside Grayskull. Um, if you don't know the history of the thing, Skeletor is the bad guy. He Man's the good guy. He Man protects Castle Grayskull, the root of all magic in the universe. Skeletor is a bad guy and therefore wants 
the power of the entire universe. Of course, that's that's who he is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, his name's Skeletor. I mean, yeah, it's it's as bad as it gets. I I forgot how terrible some of the naming conventions are in the He-Man thing, and I I say terrible, but also like like kind of clever. Like Evil Lynn is Evil Lynn. Just wait till we do the Thundercats episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so like it's 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 funny and goofy in that regard. Um, Skeletor blows up the world uh it all goes to crap and then it like uh then it goes back to um man at arms telling um the king and queen because adam is a prince uh of the land eternia and telling them that adam's gone and that he was also he-man um and so it's like all these quote-unquote revelations are happening uh Talia says, F you, I don't want to be here. Revelations. Yeah, revelations, air quotes. Uh, Talia says, F you, I don't want to be here. You lied to me. I'm grumpy. Uh, He-Man, or uh, Man-at-Arms gets... uh, um, What's that? Expelled? Expelled, I guess. I'm trying to think of um, the other one where essentially you get thrown out of a kingdom. Um, (laughs) I'm blanking on it. But he essentially gets kicked out. Uh, He gets stripped of his title. Banished. Banished, thank you. That's the word, Banished. Uh, he gets kicked out. Boohoo! Uh, King's mad. The it turns out that like um, Ortho, the flying mage guy that was never good at actually being a mage, and uh, Cringer, his talking cat that's also Battle Cat, um, are and and um, Man at Arms were the only people that actually knew. Um, it's implied the mother did. I feel like she did in the original cartoon. I can't remember that, but that happens and then it jump cuts to the future where uh talia is like this kind of more brawny thing which i also saw on the internet people were mad about they're like oh she's brawny gross and i'm like do you remember everybody else in this show is literally jacked like everybody's jacked Mm -hmm. uh the only people that weren't jacked were some of the female characters yes but it's okay for them to also get jacked there's something clearly in the water um yeah steroids yeah <laughs> so we learn that like the magic in the world is slowly dying steroids <laughs> i mean it might be a good metaphor um <laughs> you know the magic's dying it comes out that evil lynn wants them to and uh talia is a mercenary evil lynn hires her through nefarious means they keep running into old villains and stuff like that and they actually do a pretty good, interesting thing where like when because Skeletor also died in the explosion that killed Adam. Um, He-Man. Well, Mark Hamill's got to be pretty expensive. Yeah, exactly. Oh, show, yeah, so. absolutely. I'm pretty no. sure he's only, yeah, exactly. Like two episodes, we don't want to go oh, like, bust the budget. His full retainer was one episode. <laughs> um, I mean, it kind of makes sense. He only shows up, it would probably be like what one full episode would be for uh, how long he's in the show. Yeah. Um, but so they go through a bunch of things. They find a bunch of different um, old villains uh from you know triclops to beast man uh and i'm, I'm saying these and they're, they're all old guys uh lock i think is his name um there's even this kind of cool thing where essentially they there's now like a new cult that uh triclops is in charge of who used to be a skeletor minion um and he uh is they, they've essentially taken over uh, uh snake mountain where skeletor used to live um and it's it's interesting to see that like essentially there is a power vacuum that happens in this world that's believable sure. one evil overlord goes away another one comes up and takes over that spot um and so there's like some sort of technomancy type thing going on there and 
bad guys happen. Then there's the merman, um, who's also a bad guy. He's a mermaid dude. Um, and they have to go to like, uh, they, they meet up with, um, man at arms and he has a robot, a robot, robot. I can't remember what his name is, but essentially he's just the mental impression of man at arms, but in a robot form Mm -hmm. because he-man universe is weird because why not because why not um selling toys that's why yeah so that's the why not his we we need to sell toys we need more action figures exactly from this show <laughs> more weird characters please exactly more gimmicks mm-hmm. um so eventually it finds out that they have to like reassemble the the, the 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 magical power sword and so they have to go to like hell um and heaven to get the two halves that were broken and so they go to hell, and that's kind of creepy and weird. And we find out more about um, the uh, uh, Ortho, uh, the flying little red hat magic dude. And you really learn that his story is actually much sadder. He was terrible at magic. He's always been bad at magic. And mm-hmm. his race is of people that it's just, they're pure magic. And they and you learn, like, his name was actually, his parents wanted him to be great. So he his real name was Oracle, but he was a child. So he couldn't say Oracle. So he used to say Ortho and, you know. It's, it's 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 like a really sad story for this character that it was just a comedic bit. Uh, he then dies. Um. <laughs> oh, well, that was fun. Yeah. Um, Did they also run into Scorpion from Mortal Kombat while he was no. looking for revenge in hell? No, no, they weren't. They they did not run into Scorpion looking for revenge. Crossover, dude. Yeah, I know, missed right? The, Failed their chance. Um, so they go to hell. They eventually then go to heaven where they meet Adam again. Um, he was in heaven. And then they meet all the other, like, defenders of Grayskull. Uh, Grayskull. Hero. Hero, I think is his name. Like, But it's not spelt like hero. There's, like, a hyphen in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, yeah, Hero. Like, he, H-E hyphen R-O, Ro. If they stayed up all night thinking that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, a few others, they meet the original King Grayskull. Uh, who like started this all off and they like talk about like how 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 good of a soul Adam is Talia deals with some things um, and then they are like all right we're gonna go back they reforge the sword the robot guy dies sad um, there's a lot of characters getting killed off in oh this. yeah oh I also forgot about <laughs> Moss man he dies in the first part um, he's also a character from the old cartoons he like dies he gets set on fire which is kind of crappy so this is very like uh fan uh, apathy towards the star wars sequel trilogy mm-hmm. because all their favorite characters are getting killed off oh yeah right left right and center just dead 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 you're dead everybody's dead um and so you think you know and i still defend kevin smith because again we appreciate him. You think he might have seen that one coming, though, after having lived through The Last Jedi backlash. Yeah, I mean, it's even like... Of it... which he hosts a show of which he talked at length about that movie and the sequel trilogy as a whole. I mean, I feel like... I feel like Kevin Smith probably had, like, these... Like, he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this thing, and it's mm-hmm. going to be crazy, I don't think he thought far enough ahead about like what the fan reaction would be to that, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. Which is weird, because you're right. You think the He-Man fans aren't as passionate as Star Wars? <laughs> Choke's I, on you, pal. I even remember, like, I, and the like, thing, too, is like in the Transformer movies, they kill off Optimus Prime in that. Mm-hmm. And like everyone 
to, to the people making that movie, it was just a cartoon character with like this is to sell a toy, mm-hmm. and they weren't going to be making that toy, and they wanted to push out new toys, so they killed that character off in the in the movie, and all of the kids revolted. Moms were were telling them how they were like, my kid is crying because of you. We went to go see this movie, and now his favorite character's dead, and like. Kevin, he grew up during that time. He knows about that. I don't understand why he did a lot of this. And that's how we got the kids aren't all right by the offspring. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they go to heaven. They get the sword. They reforge the sword of power. Uh, then they're going to go back. And Adam's like, well, I need to go back. And all the other old heroes are like, if you go back, you'll ne- you might not come back. This is your, this is paradise. This is, you know, this is where... You know, it's like Asgard, um, if you would. And if you die, you don't actually... Not everybody goes to heaven and not everybody goes to hell in their universe. They just die. Mm. Um, and don't go anywhere, apparently. Like which purgatory? I don't even know. They don't make that clear. Uh, <laughs> they just die. There's some talk about you becoming a forest. They but that's confusing. Unfinished business, so they remain in the world to some degree. Yeah, something like that. So He-Man, uh, Adam goes back. Um, they go back into the, the Gray Skull. It's under siege by Triclops and his mecha cult. Um, Man-at-Arms is still being a bamf and just destroy, like wreaking havoc on them. Um, He-Man shows up. They go and do the I have the power thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and He doesn't actually get through that because as the magic is flowing back into the world and the stone, uh, the, the center of this universe fills back up with magic, um, all of a sudden, the skull, uh, the staff skull of uh, Skeletor's staff that Evil Lynn has been carrying around this entire time uh, suddenly flies out and regenerates into Skeletor, and he stabs Adam in the back, and Adam dies again, wow. twice. He kills not Adam. They they kill. They don't just kill He Man and Adam tw- once. They kill him twice at the beginning and at the end of this part one, and then uh, Skeletor takes over the world and becomes the master of the universe, and that's where part end one one ended. Oh, so they got Mark Hamill back at the end. Yep. Yeah, so that was the last bit. Yep. His retainer. His uh first half the first half of the first episode is Mark Hamill, the second half of this uh the second half of the last episode in this part 1 of this mm-hmm. is also Mark Hamill back again. I mean, you have to kind of assume if Skeletor is back again, you know, shenanigans could well bring He-Man back again in the next part. I mean, it's whatever they want to do yeah. essentially. What we have here is that whole art and who it really belongs to mm-hmm. conversation you know it doesn't just belong to the creators or the showrunners it belongs to all of us and so when we don't get what we want we feel betrayed or that the characters weren't properly honored or that they're pissing on the legacy of this show which i mean they killed him once and then they killed him again, so it was kind of like they <laughs> stabbed the fans in the back and then pissed on the graves of their hopes and dreams. To be but... clear, Skeletor does stab him in the back to kill him the second time. So, so that's pretty on the nose, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can see why people didn't like it, you know? If you don't like it, fine. I mean, we all have our own opinions, you know? Certainly, you know, there's a lot of people who feel that way if it's got that low of a score. I see it's 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb, which is fucking terrible. Yeah. Especially for something that's this well hyped. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, sorry, Kevin, I disagree with you. I don't like what you did with these characters. Still like you, but I'm going to go do something else now. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. 
and that's the thing. I just don't understand. Like, people are, like, like making it like someone's attacked them personally. And I understand. Like, I get passionate about comic books. I get passionate about these things. But mm-hmm. I try not to get mad at the creators mm-hmm. in the same way that I feel like some other people have where they're making personal attacks. Like, mm-hmm. th- I feel like that's too far. I can still be frustrated and mad at a director for the choices they made. Like Taskmaster. Like Taskmaster. Black Widow. I'm mad about what they did, but I'm not going to attack the director or attack the like that's i feel like that's too far and i feel like that's where people are not drawing the line Mm -hmm. um i mean i even saw and it's like it's clear people had so many different expectations for this and everyone so many people were did this did not live up to them i saw one person in one of the reviews i read um that complained that the animation he thought the animation was going to be much more like the old original cartoon and i was just like uh, as cool as uh, as uh, shell cell shading is, uh, no, <laughs> that's a in comparison. No, they're not. There was a trailer. What what are you doing, man? Like mm-hmm. you didn't see anything in preparation for this. Zero things to get you excited about this. You just read an article with no pictures or anything else like that once, mm-hmm. and put this in your calendar and ready. Like, t- come on. It's that toxic fandom that you know mm-hmm. doesn't really have any police online or anybody stopping them from doing these things and if they do then they just you know make another account and continue to spout you know their angst and their frustration elsewhere yeah kind of like you know you have fans who want to restore the Snyderverse. i have campaigned on here about yeah that would be cool if they just did a little spinoff of the Snyderverse in this little corner on max if you want to see that, cool. But don't go on to other movies and start giving them bad reviews. Restore the Snyderverse. Because, come on, man. That's that's the toxic fandom that gives the rest of those people a bad name. Same for people who may have just had polite disagreements mm-hmm. with Kevin Smith but are being drowned out by all the loonies. Yeah. And I, I think I'm kind of in that. I watched it. I didn't think it was terrible. Um... I'm never. I'm probably never going to go back to it like I have with other animated stuff I enjoy, um, and I, I think Kevin did a. He did a good job. It's interesting. It's different. It's. Yeah. He tried something new. He tried something new, not and everybody and liked it. Not everyone liked it, and you know what? In fairness, uh, I look at the title, and I again, I look back and go, "It's not a He-Man show mm-hmm. because I mean, He-Man's not even the title character like he was in the other stuff." So, yeah. it's the Masters of the Universe. It's all about these other characters dealing with. What happens when your hero is gone? Again, Mark Hamill being part of this is hilarious because same thing when Force Awakens came out back in the day. Fans being furious that Luke Skywalker was only in it at the very end. And of course, you know, that was before they saw what happened in Last Jedi. So that was a whole nother beast. But he wasn't in any of the posters or marketing material for that movie. He was just part of the cast. So... Fans just in their minds have these expectations for what they want to see and they get so passionate about it they drown out all logic and reason and then just that's amplified by the grandstanding on social media. Yeah. That's the downside to all that. I'm I'm sad that they're being attacked for that stuff. I hope, you know, if they still have plans to do another one they don't let any of that impact what they're going to do and hopefully some of the people who you know were disappointed but still appreciate what was attempted here 
will speak out a little bit, you know, in support of the creators and the actors. I mean, I'm sure the actors are going to shat on too, and to some degree. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. This is only part one of this. It's supposed to be, I think, it's ten episodes. So it's the first five episodes in part one. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch part two. I want to see what happens. I want to know what, you know. You may as well. It, you've gone this far. I've gone this far, and I mean, at the end of it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like it would be like watching the first part of the um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Mm-hmm. Like that's really what this would be like if I just watched part one because. Uh, Skeletor is the master of the universe. He turns gigantic. He gains all the power, the magical power, and he's like, "I am the master now." Mm-hmm. And you're just like, "Oh, okay." And then it oh, ends, shit. and yeah. you're just like, "And it's just like, okay, cool. That's just how that world ends." Is Skeletor is now in charge? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'm gonna watch the second one. I hope, or the second part. I hope that some of the fans that weren't happy with this do come back and watch to see what happens because maybe it does turn around or gets a little bit more to what they were hoping for. Um, you know, to see what it would be like. But, meh, to them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking fans, dude. Yeah. They can be the worst. We are the worst sometimes, which, yeah. it's. I'm happy I'm, I I never want to do the job of sales or uh, community um, organizer or community relations person for some sort of franchise or something like that. I feel terrible for them mm-hmm. most times when I watch or see something that they have to engage with, so... There's a reason why Harrison Ford literally wants nothing to do with Star Wars outside of just being paid to be <laughs> in Star Wars, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think that's it. We'll just wrap it up here. Uh, do you have any other things you want to share to talk about, Jesse? Or? I think we're good, man. I, I hope, you know, part two <laughs> uh, rebounds a little bit here. I can't say the same for G.I. Joe or Space Jam. I think that's kind of you know the best they can do with either of those and i'd probably be passing them up but <laughs> perfect um well uh we'll wrap it up here uh, thank you so much for listening to hit the reel the podcast where we talk about the entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it uh we get this podcast out weekly um usually on saturdays maybe sundays uh, depending on the editing that we're doing that weekend um but again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please feel free to share us out uh, to anyone else you think might love to hear us ramble about old <laughs> cartoons that were based around toys or uh, old uh, movies that probably don't hold up but are now being redone because why can't we just let anything die? Um, but if we got something wrong, though, please let us know. Uh, feel free to email us at hittherealpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hittherealpodcast at gmail.com, uh, just, like the episode, uh, just like the podcast title. Um, but with that, um, thank you very much for listening. And like always, hey, uh, keep it real. Keep it real.